Um, so, but but once those pads come on, Tevin Jenkins is a son of a bitch. <laughs> here, <laughs> here. <laughs> oh, that was good. There is that the Bears offense is just like Tony's Wi-Fi, which is uh, struggling. Um. <laughs> Welcome back to the Irish Bear Show as Ant is dancing away there. How are we all doing? It is a, another episode where we get to talk about kind of, I don't know if it's like the craziness that this offseason seems to bring for the Bears when technically the offseason starts next week. Um, but we are here. We are going to be talking about kind of the two main scenarios that people have kind of been freaking out about on online and uh no the interesting thing is we were just talking about this before the show started we're like it's not exactly a bad situation either way for the bears to be in and people are freaking out so before we get into that though no aunt how are you guys doing all good yeah no as you say it's uh <laughs> it's been a bit of a topic for conversation the the, the quarterback situation when you know it does look like the bears are in a good spot but still for whatever reason people on one side or the other seem to be uh Losing their minds a little bit. It's all fun. I don't know if it's fun though. <laughs> Genuinely, don't know. I know the show we're meant to be talking about this, but I don't know if it's fun. Like it's just, it's in some scenarios, it's actually pathetic. Uh, but it's anyway, weird. people. Like I said, I, I posted this this morning on Twitter, right? There was somebody having a pop at Justin Fields, calling him busting and only a running back, right? And I, I went into the person's profile, and I was actually shocked to find out that he was a Green Bay Packer fan. Because I'm so used to it coming from our own fan base. So, whether you, like, you know, it's just, it's boring and pathetic. Anyway, go crack. Should be fun. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yes. cranky. My son, my son kept me up trying to go, wouldn't go to sleep. So that was literally what I'd be doing for the last 45 minutes. Reading Swedish books, English books, any books to try and get him to go to sleep. So I'm coming on cranky, which is even better for the show. Love it. Love it. That's fair enough. But Kieran, how are, how are you doing? Because you asked us how we're doing. How are you doing? I'm doing actually pretty well. Uh little baby is starting to uh sleep through the night, so that's yes, good until that is a massive until... plus. I know we've had it's it's a surprise. We've had like four or five days straight, and I'm like, this is wild because <laughs> we are we are like it's gonna hit us like a ton of bricks when he stops doing it. Um <laughs> it is uh it's been good the last couple of days. Um but yeah, so I expect by now that I say this tonight's gonna be rough. So uh we'll we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, look uh, to to get into all this and uh, we've spoken offline, guys, like I know we've been fans of Justin, but at the same time, you kind of the writing is kind of on the wall and what the team's likely to do. And it just seems like people are kind of losing their their shit over the little things that are coming up, right? Like when realistically the only person's opinion that matters is the GM right now. And you're in the perfect position to where you have the number one overall pick. You have a quarterback that look. We don't know what he's going to become. 
fans of the Bears or fans of other teams don't know what he's going to become. But when you listen to people that do this for a living in terms of scouting players, that it's a highly rated prospect for a team that wasn't the worst in the league. You just happened to make an amazing trade last year and you're in this position, right? So the good thing about this is that you're in a position to where the team right behind you where we just heard, what was it, yesterday or the day before, that Adam Schefter said the starting point is two first-round picks for the team that is at number two. So you are at a position that really it, it helps you a lot because it, it doesn't really matter what happens because if the Bears end up taking Caleb Williams at one, there's going to be people that will say, oh, they have done really, really well because they have the best player in the draft or the best quarterback in the draft. And if they move back one spot, they'd move back one spot and they're getting multiple assets where you probably wouldn't get that on a different draft. It's not a regular one. And this is why I wanted to kind of come on today and the main topic of conversation is to actually play out the two scenarios and to show people that really there's no point getting worked up over it because both scenarios are actually turned out to be pretty good for the Bears. Um, before we get into kind of all-encompassing that, I do want to talk about like the reaction to this on online because it's kind of it's been the big talking point where I, I don't understand the outrage, where I don't understand the nervousness about things. Like if Ryan Poles decides that Caleb Williams is the guy he wants to have moving forward, it doesn't matter if the Washington commanders add every coach that was there at <laughs> USC, every doctor that was there, every player that was there, because the Bears have the number one overall pick. And yeah, if they I mean, really want Kyle Williams, they can just pick him and it doesn't matter. And vice versa, if they don't have him, they have to make the Washington commanders think that they want him that badly. Because you have to put yourself in a position where like realistically that you're going to come out on top and that either is you're getting Caleb Williams or you're getting a, a fuck ton of assets because you're moving down one spot. And that's where I, I'm at it. And that's why I'm easy with whatever the bears do. Yeah. I think, I think it's gone so mad, right. That people aren't seeing that. I think no, it was you said it last week. This is a win. This is bears are going to come out of this, a better football team, right. Whether that's with a brand new quarterback, um, and then another pick at nine that you can move around and get your picks down, trading Justin for, look, Schefter said last night it might even be as high as a first. So, like, there is a possibility that the Bears have three first-round picks this year, right? That's with a team that's already elevating its play in a lot of ways, has gone to gone to winning games where there was a possibility we could have snuck in even into the playoffs this year. My my thinking on, on, on this one is, I, I said at the start, I'm I'm – very sad for Justin Fields, right? I'm just very sad for Justin Fields because of the position he was put in in year one and year two, and the way he has been treated by members of the of the fan base. I I I find it I find it upsetting for him. I think the kid has given absolutely everything. He's tried his absolute heart out. He's he's gone as as much as he possibly can, right? And there's a big likelihood that we're going to have a situation where we're going to have Caleb Williams as our new quarterback in a much better situation than Justin Fields ever was. And people are going to be long-term going to go, Oh, look how amazing Caleb Williams was versus what Justin Fields was. And I don't think that's fair. 
personally. That's just my opinion on Justin. That's why I get so emotively connected to Justin Fields. That's why I get so defensive of Justin Fields because I actually feel very sorry for him. And it was so much hope we had for him when he was drafted. There was so much link and connection into it. And before anyone says to me that I'm whatever, you want to call me whatever it is, the whole thing of it is you're meant to be emotive in sport. Sport is meant to give you emotions. It's meant to create emotions with you. Uh, if it doesn't, then what are you doing? Um, but in saying all that, the, the whole thing around this, as you said, Karen, is whether Justin Fields is picked, whether he's not. Um, so it just, it, it for me, it, it's the whole element of, of what it looks like is that I feel that that the, the, the kind of worry and the fear is that, oh my God, Bears won't do this. They'll make a hands of it no matter what it is. And no, what do you think? I think very much that it's a win-win here for us. I think Kieran said it there as well. Look, people are getting worried. People who want Caleb Williams seem to be getting worried that the commanders are making moves to take him away somehow. And as Kieran said, it's it's all in the Bears' court. You know, Ryan Poles, if he wants Caleb Williams, will get Caleb Williams. If he wants somebody else, he'll get them. The Bears are in the driving seat for everything. And, and that's why I don't understand this kind of Maybe they just don't trust the Bears or something, or they just think the Bears have bad luck. I, I don't know what it is, but the fact of the matter is, Ryan Poles is sitting in the driving seat for whatever he wants to do going forward. Yeah. You know, he can get draft picks. And I know people say, well, you're only dropping one spot, and there's, you know, there's the chart for the, the, the spot. You know, you, you also have to take into account who the player is and the potential that that player could bring. So, I mean, the Bears are in the absolute perfect position. One thing that got me with this this madness on Twitter is I saw somebody put up a poll. Will you still support the Bears if uh, they get rid of Justin Fields? And as ridiculous as putting up that poll was, there were people who said no. And you're kind of saying, no, maybe they were other fans who were just jumping in. I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me with how kind of strange it's got on Bears Twitter. And I look at it and just think, how, like, what, what, how does that even come into it, like? You know, at the end of the day, the Bears are sitting pretty. They're not the worst team in the NFL from last year, but they have the number one pick. There is a quarterback in there, prospect, who a lot of people think can go on and be this amazing player. Who knows? It's a, it's a rookie. You'll never know for sure. But a lot of the experts seem to think he will. You can take him if you want, or you can maybe trade that pick, have Justin Fields, who I think a lot of us think is a good player and can do it if he's put in the right situation. And you could build up the roster through that. Either way, this Bears roster should be getting better next season and beyond. And I, I, you know, we all have our opinions on which way we think they should go, and that's fair enough. But at the end of the day, whichever way they go, your GM is going to get to do whatever he wants to do. And not a lot of GMs ever get in that position where they can sit and look at these options in front of them coming into a draft. Broski, I agree with you. All right, first of all, I don't like the use of the Justin sexual thing. It does my head in, but okay. I agree with what you're saying. There's some fake-ass Bears fan on both sides of the argument, though, man. Because what I also saw, well, no, Noel's correct, almost the same tweet. I got. I saw somebody who added me and saying, you're not able to celebrate if, Cal if Caleb Williams next year is good. That I, I, he was telling me oh, how to that. fan... Do you know what I saw? I saw someone put a list out. Were you on yeah, that list, maybe? And he said, list. anyone in this list cannot Can celebrate, celebrate if the Bears do X. And you're like, are you... Real. Fuck off! Come man. on! <laughs> and it's, it's the whole. Apologies thing for like, having a specific opinion you don't agree with. 
And then he followed it up with going, oh, yeah, like the, the cult of Justin. And I was like, you're like, what are, what are you doing? Like, this is the same team. I fully get people having emotions. I fully get it. That's no problem with me. And you can have whatever opinion you want. And the funny part for me is I'm a big Justin Fields fan, but I totally get the Caleb Williams thing. Tony, who's on our show usually, is a massive Caleb Williams fan and doesn't really think Justin Fields is going to be the next quarterback. Completely fine with his rationale. And he makes some really, really valid points. Really does, right? But that doesn't mean you know, I have to sit there and go, yeah, 100%, you're 100% right, and I'm 100% wrong. and I can't justify anything that you say. People can make the scenarios that will be done. Like, I, I agree with Jim here. Jim's point here is like, trust Paul's decision. He'll, he'll be the one that does the research. Any fan could do on Caleb Williams and all the trade-offs, 100%. And if he gets it wrong, he gets it wrong, right? The, the, the whole thing for me is that this whole thing has become very personal to people. It's become very much like, you got to get this right. Like, it, it's become a one so it, it's a, I'll say it, it's political like it is in America. It, it's it's just strange to me, man. It just is. It's, it's a weird it scenario. Is. It's, it's so weird how it's developed when you're kind of watching it day on day. And you just, and in some ways, I just want the draft to come and go because I want the madness to kind of not, because it, it's funny at the start and then you're constantly reading it and it's like, geez, lads, calm down. Well, look, we, we know it'll possibly carry into the season, whether whatever way they pick and whatever way they go, people won't be happy. And then they'll be jumping, oh, Caleb Williams threw an interception. I told you, you should have kept Justin. Or... That's, so that's you just the... kind of hope, you, you just want the Bears to be good. Why can't we just enjoy the football and <laughs> cheer for the Bears who have great, great, great situation in front of them, no matter what way they turn? Just before you go any further, right? Again, Broski, another great comment. I keep coming in with these comments. I haven't heard anyone mention the possibility of Bears trade now, Washington for the Olympic. Schefter did. Schefter said it yesterday. So Schefter put out, a, 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 was interviewed, I think it was by ESPN, and he said that the starting point for the Chicago Bears with Washington is two firsts, right? So he, he, that's what Schefter said. So the problem with that, man, is that a lot of people who were loving Caleb Williams didn't include that part of Schefter's comments. And then the guys who love Justin Fields, it's the only comment they put up on their on their board. Again, very much like it's been of politics in America. So the, the whole element of, of all these conversations is that it's gone beyond being a supporter of the Chicago Bears now for me. It's now a supporter of Caleb Williams or a supporter of Justin Fields. And what's what's the best one for the Bears? I don't think anyone in who are entrenched in either camp, I don't think they care. Sorry, just on Brodsky's comment there as well. Was he actually saying that if the Bears trade with Washington, they could potentially have the number one pick again next year? <laughs> you know, so yeah, who knows? Like it's it's you you wouldn't write it off. Yeah, yeah, like like the what I I just don't get it because I I heard you guys talking about how it was like there was some people that were saying that if they don't pick. Caleb Williams, there won't be fans if they don't. If they get rid of Justin, they won't be fans. And this is the story that I don't understand, right? Because I can, I can get the two sides of the argument done. Either trying to build around a quarterback that you have in place because you think that he can improve with an improved offense, all that sort of stuff, and also taking the number one pick of the draft, especially knowing you have another, you have another first round pick to go off, right? You can build your team in two different ways. But regardless, I don't care if the quarterback is Caleb Williams, Justin Fields, Drake, May, Jaden Daniels. I'm a Bears fan. The only player that I give a shit about when it comes to next year is the quarterback that is going to be wearing the Chicago Bears jersey because that is the player we want to be able to succeed. So, like, for me, I, I, I don't get kind of the people 
that are kind of in that camp where they're just like this whole fucking like fields cult caleb click all this bullshit like at the end of the day you're supposed to be a chicago bears fan like the amount of times i see if you say one positive thing about justin fields suddenly you are in uh, a cult right and the same thing when it comes to caleb williams when in reality there's people that are defending the guy that is currently the chicago bears quarterback and then there's other people that like Caleb Williams and would like him to be the Bears quarterback. Neither opinion is wrong. Like both opinions you can look at and it's not like far-fetched to think that this is what could happen. But it's the people that are online that are trying to stoke up arguments and stuff like that where I just don't understand the rationale behind it and getting like really, really angry when in reality – you can have you can say it's stupid to to trade Justin Fields or it's stupid not to take Caleb Williams, but at the end of the day, the only person's opinion that matters is one guy, and that's Ryan Pauls. And if he wants Justin Fields, he'll keep Justin Fields, and he will sell to the rest of the world that he wants Caleb Williams because he wants what Adam Schefter said that if he doesn't actually want to take Caleb Williams at one, he wants Washington to think he will. So then they give him all that that picks, and then suddenly he's still at number two and can do whatever the hell he wanted anyway. Like, that's that's where you have to look at this, where at this point in time of the year, you, can, you have to take what every single person says with a grain of salt, because nobody actually knows, right? They haven't met with most of these guys yet. They haven't interviewed these guys yet. They don't even know who they are as people yet. Like they, they're gonna know who all these guys are as players because they would have watched tape. They would have had scouts at every single one of the of their games, and now it's gonna. We'll probably know a little bit more once things come out around the combine because that's when teams talk. So you'll probably hear things in relation to Justin Fields. If you start hearing things like oh, he could potentially go to Atlanta, or he could potentially go to the Steelers. That's probably because there's been conversations between the two teams. That's when we started to hear about the trade last year of trading the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. It started to filter out at that point in time. You also might hear from certain people like Ian Rappaport. You might hear from Adam Schefter a little bit more clarity in terms of what they think of Caleb Williams. And that's where I think we can make a better assumption of what's going to happen. But I, I just think it's, it's bizarre to me because we're there's people arguing about this when there would be other franchises that are in a terrible situation at the quarterback that would love to be able to argue about either having Caleb Williams or Justin Fields. That, that's because what I was saying are... to earlier, Kieran. How many how many GMs will never be in a position that Ryan Poles is in this offseason with keeping the quarterback he has and maybe getting a shitload of, of picks in, in return or going up and getting or getting I'm sorry, going number one and getting this quarterback that a lot of people really feel can be a, a top NFL player going forward. I mean, it's, 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 you would look at this situation and think, how could there be any sort of division? Like, how could you not really go into this offseason looking forward to what's going to happen? But unfortunately, here's where we are. And then you have people like Colin Cowherd coming along, putting out this stuff about uh, he's a about fucking Caleb dog. Williams that he has absolutely nothing to back it up with. And 24 hours later, after the Caleb Williams camp got onto him, He's, he's rolling it all back while still trying to make out he was somehow right, but actually saying he was wrong. 
I mean, we had this with Justin Fields, with Dan Orlovsky before Fields. You remember that coming up into the yeah. draft and it was, oh, he's the, he's the last guy in and he's the first guy out and he doesn't do this and he doesn't. And then he rode it back as well quickly. And we saw when Justin Fields came in, he was nothing like what was put out in those rumors. So people need to be careful of this kind of crap that comes out in the build-up to the draft because we've seen it before. It does come out a lot and people seize on it to kind of justify their specific argument one way or another. And that's something else that people just need to watch for because, as you say, you hear from Rappaport, you hear from those guys, and that's fair enough. But these unsubstantiated rumours, someone in the camp said to someone last week's neighbour's postman, you know, he doesn't <laughs> like this. But this is what they are, though. These are, but people are stupid. Like, people are actually stupid. I Why? think they just they they want to hear what they want to hear. They want to hear what backs up their story. That's, and that, that's pretty much that's it. that's dumb. But that's dumb. Oh, and it, it, 100%. And it, adds, it adds on to the whole scenario where those lads don't have to roll back at all if they don't want to. Just say what they want, put out whatever they want, and say, look, don't worry about it. In six months' time, we'll say he's great. No matter, everyone think I'm fine. For me, this this whole thing is gone beyond who we end up picking. It's it's ta- I, Again, I put this out, it's taken the enjoyment out of us. It really has. It's taken the kind of enjoyment of looking forward to what we have because we have the first and number nine pick. We could come out of this with a bona fide wide receiver too, making the wide receiver room fantastic. We could come out of it with a quarterback who is everyone says is everything in a bag of chips or as one as Tony. I was no, I was going to say something like Tony said he's going to Tony call him generational because Tony's not here to defend himself. But he didn't call it generational. Oh, Tony be in the chat. Don't worry about that. Oh, Tony be in the chat saying I'm lying. Fake news and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it was for me. That's the that's the opportunity. Or you have a situation where you you do what Schefter said. You get out to two. You take Drake May if you think Drake May is similar to to uh, Caleb Williams, and you get two for a uh, first round or next next year. As Broski Bear said, you may determine Tony Click love it. Uh, you may determine on get Tony's army. It is he prefers Tony's army by the way. Um, yeah, I, I I just think it's it's mad. Anyway, we've kind of. We've kind of jumped and had a little rant for 22 minutes. Was that That's the right. way we wanted wanted the show to go? Or are we actually going okay, to... Okay, it doesn't matter. It's going to happen. Okay, what do we all think? I'll ask the two of you. What do we all think right now on the, whatever date this is, 7th of February? Are we all in agreement that we think... Um, <laughs> I love it. I totally <laughs> agree with you, Tony. I am generational in a, in a completely different way, my man. A completely <laughs> different way. Um, are we all in agreement that we think right now um, the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams at, at one? Yeah, yeah, I think I'd so. be shocked if they do. Can we do a one-liner? Because usually Tony has loads of stats and all this kind of stuff. One-liner that gives the reason why you think that. Do you want to go first uh, now or join me? Yeah, I mean, look, I uh, to be honest with you, one-liner, I just think it makes too much sense for Pauls as a young GM to get his own quarterback in here for all the things that entails, including the salary cap and, and giving it a little bit of extra time and stuff like that. I, I just think it makes sense for them to bring in this player if polls looks at him the way a lot of other evaluators look at him yeah, yeah i think longer than I, one sentence sorry yeah i think it's just one of those where it's the writing is on the wall where he is whether it's right or wrong he has been put up there as a top level prospect in the mold of the likes of when Trevor Lawrence was coming in, the likes of when Andrew Luck was coming in. I'm not going to say like Pat Mahomes and stuff because he wasn't that guy. No, he wasn't. Like no one was talking about him as that one. People are talking about Caleb as this kind of number one prospect that at the very least should be a good quarterback. And I, I agree with Noel. I just think that 
this decision this year is where Pauls makes it his decision on who his quarterback is. I don't think he's done that yet. And it could be either way. I just think it's most likely going to be Caleb Williams at one. But at the same time, if he ends up trading that pick and he sticks with Justin, I think people need to treat that as that's his pick for the quarterback. And it's not like, oh, he still hasn't picked his quarterback next year. No, this is the decision now. If you pick number one at Caleb Williams, that's your guy. If you pick number two at Drake May, that's your guy. Or if you trade it and it's with Justin, he's your guy and he has to be accountable for that decision. But I just think with all the people that was spoken, like we're, we're talking about guys like Tom Palacero, we're talking about Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter. These aren't just rumors. These are guys that kind of know. Um, so that's why I just think <laughs> for Caleb Williams. Um, on fire. <laughs> oh yeah, he's all right to be in the comments. He's not all right to be on the show though. Boom. <laughs> he was afraid to he's, he's opinion like, on him bitch. <laughs> is Tony better in the comments than on the show? Let's let's get your get your opinions on that. That's, that's is Tony is Tony better in the comments or in the show? <laughs> um, for, if you get a Twitter poll, working. I love you. I'm only messing, Tony. Um, me personally, uh, yeah, I I use the one line. I think people are trying to save their jobs. I think this keeps everyone in a job for two years. Um, I think the pressure of taking Justin Fields. Uh, and putting all the pressure onto that, as Karen rightly says, that becomes that becomes your man. And I think that he wasn't Ryan Poles may not have been very comfortable with that last year. Um, so from from that perspective, I think that this is a this is a starter point. This is a human being saying, "I want to I want to keep my job and I want to go with who I who everybody says is the right choice to do and not drop two first rounders in a row." Um, everyone's going to say because if if let's say Caleb Williams turns out gets traded somebody else watching them, whatever and he ends up being a superstar and CJ Stroud's a superstar and everyone's going to say well Ryan Poles missed out on CJ Stroud and missed out on on, on Caleb Williams um if they if he moves on Justin Fields he can uh, Ryan Poles can always say well look Jesus what was our OC doing what was our what was our head coach doing you know I think that's my that's my own personal feeling on that and sorry that's just if it is Caleb Williams just a question I know we talked about it kind of on on our offline there on our chat group and stuff like that when it comes to, to pressure obviously this bears team started a rebuild two years ago so we got the three wins a couple of years ago and that was fine you know they cleared the decks and they were kind of building up this year they get the, the seven wins could have been 10 you know ball bounces one way or another so obviously this team now goes into this season with expectations you can't get you know, you can't even match this season's result. You need to be getting eight, nine wins this year for that kind of progression to keep going. But on the flip side, then, if you have a rookie quarterback, it's unfair to have so much expectation on a rookie quarterback coming into the NFL. But unfortunately for Caleb Williams, if it is him and he's drafted, that expectation for the team as a whole is going to override, you know, the expectation that you would have on a rookie and it's going to fall on his shoulders. So, I mean, do we think the McCaskies are going to give them a bit of leeway? I know fans won't because we've sat through a lot over this rebuild. So do we think they know? Do we think McCaskies have already given them a leeway that, you know, you're going to have a rookie, maybe it can take a step back a bit? Or how do you think they're looking at this season now with the expectation for the team but a rookie quarterback stepping in to have to lead that team potentially? This team has to win eight games. This team has to win eight games. There's no other conversation. I don't want to. I don't want to hear he's a rookie quarterback. I don't want to hear that. He's the number one pick, right? He's going to make rookie mistakes. That's fine. I get that, right? But there's this is. I was told that this guy is the exact. Is, there's no drop off from Justin Fields. I was told 
regularly by Tony, by everyone online, by by um the only thing I'll say Adam about that, Jones. and you haven't been told by Ryan Pauls, who's the guy who's picking them. So we, we don't do you know what I mean? That's but I do true, agree true. with you, they have to win true. at least minimum eight games. But but I've been told that this is the same guy as Justin Fields, and if Justin Fields didn't win eight games, if he was if they kept on Justin Fields and he only and he only won eight or won seven games again, people would go absolutely back crazy, right? If 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 this is this is the expectation where this team is meant to go, because if they if that's not the case and we take a year out and it's like okay, everyone just let the rookie go through and see how we get on, that's how you lose the locker room very quickly. Right, because they're not they're ready, they're ready to people are saying, Oh, this team isn't ready to win now. If that's the case, like then what are we doing? We were like three fourth quarter meltdowns from qualifying for the playoffs. So what we do that one year and then we just fall apart the next. Like it I'm sorry, the minimum for this for this team next year, whether it's whoever the quarterback is, is eight wins. I'm sorry. I'm I just on Lord go. Crimson's point. Sorry, yeah. Obviously, Kevin Warren is in there now as Paul's boss, so maybe he might not have you know, maybe maybe he not, might not be happy with a team taking a step back, even if it's with a rookie quarterback. That's an unknown that we're kind of getting used to having that president in there. Anyway, sorry, Kieran. Yeah, I'm going to go one further. This team has to make the playoffs or they have to be involved in it on week 18 of the season because that would be the expectation if we weren't picking at one and you were sticking with Justin Fields. You, this isn't a team that's a normal number one overall in the draft. It's it's just not. And is that fair in a rookie? No, it's not. But that's the reality of the situation. You have built this up to the point of where this past year was supposed to be that stepping stone year. We said they have to win about. They have to go from winning four games to winning seven. Now the point is you have to go from winning seven to ten or eleven. Because that's the way you can you can do this, right? So if you if we're saying that the team isn't the problem and it's it's just been the quarterback, we saw improvements on defense. We're assuming that there's going to be another wide receiver that's been brought in. We're hoping that a starting caliber center gets put in there. So realistically, whoever's at quarterback needs to be able to help this team win football games and. Okay, it might be tough. Like, let's just say Green Bay are good, the Lions are good, and stuff. And you don't make the playoffs because there was just better teams, and you still got the let's say ten game. You still won ten games. I think that's a bit of a different situation. But you have to be in contention at the end of the season. I get the whole rookie quarterback thing, but unfortunately, the expectation is going to be higher for Caleb Williams for three main points. One, just because of what I've said there, you're replacing a starter that we're expecting that this team should be able to make the playoffs in his fourth year if he was here. So straight away, you get rid of him. There's going to be expectation because the comparisons between whatever Justin Fields will do next year versus Caleb Williams will be there. So there's expectation on that one. Number two, there'll be expectation because he'll be the first overall pick. And whether you like it or not, there's expectation on every single number one overall pick, just like there was on Bryce Young just like there has been on Trevor Lawrence and so on and so on. And then finally, where I say that this doesn't help all this conversation of people saying he's the next Patrick Mahomes, he's the best player or he's the best quarterback since Andrew Luck, that puts expectation on a kid's shoulders. Or when there's someone that makes a bullshit, right? Like, for example, Colin Coward saying that his team said he doesn't want to do this or doesn't want to do that or he's this level prospect. The problem is that just adds expectation and that doesn't mean it's fair. But that is the realistic 
kind of world we're going to go into is if when, or if or when Caleb Williams gets picked, whether it's for the Bears or somebody else, the expectation's going to be there. See, I did, so I disagree with Just two seconds. I disagree with yeah, that. No worries, if he goes to Washington or he goes to, to, to the Patriots, he's coming into a bad team. So he's coming to a team where they can have a year where they're where he's growing and building. His expectation may be in year two. With Chicago, he's coming into a team that is, like he says, it's not a bad team. It's not the worst team in the NFL. No, as they, a number won, one pick would generally go to. And they Although, okay, can I add on to that? Is Let's just say it's Washington. If Washington give up two first-round picks plus more, and you they pick Caleb Williams and Caleb, that means the expectation is Caleb Williams should be able to elevate that team. It's the same thing. People were killing Bryce Young, and part of it is the trade that came in. Like that's what that's what I'm saying. And actually, what doesn't help any of these guys, whether it's him or it's CJ Stroud last year, because yeah. I, I put I put out a, a tweeter. It was either late last week or earlier this week. I'm like, just based on what we're hearing from kind of the most in tune reporters that are out there, the fact that. I just asked if the Bears do take Caleb Williams, what is your realistic expectation? You would be surprised, or you would be shocked, the amount of people that said he needs to match what CJ Stroud did in in Houston. Like, there's a big variance here, and that's where I'm saying there is going to be a huge expectation on this kid's shoulders, and that's what I'm saying. There will be. Is it fair? No, it's not. But that's just the reality of the situation. Should he be judged as a, just a normal rookie quarterback coming in that gets picked in the top five? He should, but he's not because there's this added expectation on one, the team, two, the market that he's going to come into, and then three, all the talk that's going to come into the draft because every single tweet, every single kind of online video that came up from whether it's Mel Kuyper or Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, that's all going to come back. And it's not fair on these guys coming in, but that's just the way it's going to be. Especially if the Bears like end up trading Justin, getting a high pick for, or getting a pick for him, then adding like, I don't know, another wide receiver, a center, and you fixed all these positions that we say that are problems. And if it doesn't work out, that's when I think the expectation will become pretty heavy. Um, it's tough, but I, I think that's where I think that's where it gets harder on some of these rookies nowadays with all this stuff that's put out on social media. Before people were allowed to learn on the job, and they were allowed to learn even in the background. That doesn't happen anymore because everything is out there, and there's going to be rumors, there's going to be bullshit, all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day. I, from what we've seen from Ryan Pauls, I trust what he has done so far. He is, we said this last year, if he wanted to move on from Justin Fields, he put himself in a position to do so. And that's why we're having this conversation. He put himself in a position to, if he wanted to move on from Justin Fields, he could do it. Now, we didn't think it would be the first pick in the draft. We thought Carolina probably top five pick. So you'd be able to make some sort of change. We're just in a position now where we have to actually look at this as what's the most likely scenario. It's probably that they're going to take Caleb Williams and trade Justin Fields. And look, what we want to do for like the last kind of 25 minutes here, 30 minutes, is talk about these two scenarios. And in terms of, I don't want to do like the whole kind of full-fledged mock draft, but I want to talk about the first round because it's important 
in terms of for what the Bears may do and the building blocks they may do. So let's say they are planning on getting Caleb Williams at one. One part of that interview that you referenced Ant about Adam Schefter is the guys on, I think it was on Waddle and Sylvie, they on ESPN. I think they asked him about what would the Bears get back for Justin Fields. And he said for something like, I know I'm kind of at quote, we're kind of paraphrasing what he said, but something along the lines of definitely a two, maybe a one. If you end up getting the end of a first round pick or even a top of a second rounder, adding on to the number one overall pick and another top 10 pick, you put yourself in a really position, a good position to improve regardless of if you go for Caleb Williams. So let's go in the scenario that they do decide to go with Caleb Williams. What do you want to see the Bears then do with, let's just say, the number nine pick to be able to build this team and then whatever pick they get, whether it's that uh, second round or a late first for Justin, in that scenario, Ant and and Noel, what do you want to see the Bears do? What I'll do first, before Noel just say that, what I'll say is, because this is something that seems to be missed sometimes, let's imagine at free agency we took AJ Spencer, the edge from the Bills, right? Yeah. And we took a center and we took a wide receiver three. Right, just okay. let's just use that as a as a synopsis. So we've yeah. got our starting center, we've got a wide receiver two stroke three, and we've got an edge that will start opposite um uh Shrek, but it's not a yeah. fully fledged superstar, but it's an edge that's there. Sorry, no, I'll let you go on from there. I just wanted to add that caveat in there because sometimes that's forgotten about. No worries, not for me. I'm I'm actually gonna be looking at if we do bring in that rookie quarterback, I want to give him all the options that he, he needs and I want to give him all the protection I can. So I'm gonna be looking at whatever of those main wide receivers or uh O linemen are there. So I don't know. I mean there's a potential that the three wide receivers that are kind of up there as, as the main three could be gone, but I'd I'd be looking to take one of them if they were available. If the three of them are gone, then I'm looking at Alt or Fashnu on, on the line. And I think of those five players, you will get one of them there. And I'm looking to to strengthen either the wide receiving core around them again, or I'm looking to to build up that line a bit more to, to make sure that when this rookie quarterback comes in, there's no more of this crap that Chicago can't develop a quarterback. They're going to give him absolutely everything. He's going to come into a situation that will allow him, if he's good enough, to make that jump up and, and to make the team better. So for me, I'm, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at the line. I'm looking at the receivers. And I'm trying to just make sure he has all the options to to, to give him the best chance so we're done with this quarterback talk and fucking offseason. Can I can I have a little go at that, right? So yeah. let's let's play a game of top 10, right? So there's no trades. No one trades. We, we all know there's possible. Let's imagine we don't trade, right? So mm-hmm. we, uh, Bears take Williams at one. Washington take Drake May at two. New England, right? Let's just play a little bit of devil's advocate here. Let's say New England are the one the Bears end up doing a deal with with Justin Fields um, at the top of the second. So then New England take um, Harrison Jr. Then you've got Carolina, or sorry, Arizona will probably take another wide receiver um, or maybe one of the one of the tackles. But let's say wide receiver for now, may, uh, neighbors or something like that. Chargers, what will the Chargers do? Let's say they take a left tackle. So one of the... Or, Left Can I just interject hours? just just because I think we might have a better option for you know the Patriots one I think they might take Jaden Daniels at that point like okay, a quarterback so it might okay, move that from there. Okay, let's okay. So one, two, three is quarterback. Four yeah. is Marvin Harrison Jr. Five is 
uh, Chargers, what do we think Chargers do? Chargers take a left tackle or Nick Bowers or? I I, I think left tackle. So yeah. let's let's say it's, let's say it's fashioning just for argument's sake. Giants will take a um, wide receiver. receiver. receiver yeah. So that would be neighbors. Um, then Tennessee, Tennessee would take offensive the sec- line. The second offensive line. So that would be alt. So now yeah. you've got both of them gone, and that means the Falcons at eight. And I think the Falcons will take a wide receiver, and that will be Rome Adus. Uh, um, will they? I think they. I think well, they won't take Bowers. Because they've no. already got pits, they won't. The two offensive linemen are gone. Who are we missing? So the, the only people you're, you're missing once you get to that point is you're talking about edges. So will they take an edge rusher? Unlikely. So I think they take the wide receiver. And the, the reason I'm doing this exercise is the Bears get at nine, and the, the three wide receivers are gone, two linemen are gone, and they're now sitting at nine, going, "What do I do?" Because the the, the quarterbacks are also gone. So there's no reason for Minnesota to trade up. There's no reason for Denver to trade up. There's no reason for the Raiders to trade up. And the Bears are sitting there at nine. And that's why, in my opinion, the Chicago Bears will end up with Brock Bowers. I think they will take Brock I, Bowers at nine. I think in that situation, I agree. There's a couple There's a couple different situations. I'm just kind of looking at the teams here. and The Chargers may be there, an option to go tight end because they don't really have an out and out one, maybe they go Brock Bowers. I actually, I like, I've, I've been thinking Bowers would go to the Chargers. Yeah, that's the, what I kind the, of think the, fa- the Falcons at. could go edge rusher if they like someone. Um, I think both offensive tackles go before the Bears. Now, I don't know if it's, I, I just think that it happens every year where we talk about this point in time, and obviously we're talking about all yeah, that's probably that. going to be up there. But every single time we get about a week before the draft, <laughs> there's something that happens where yep. uh, offensive tackle moves up. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's a trade that happens before the Bears at nine, where a team trades up to get an offensive tackle, which could then push one of those guys down. Um, I I don't know. Like It's it's stuff like I've been looking at, at this. I think at this time of year, it's, it's hard... I've seen a lot of people even had uh, Roma Dunes above Malik Neighbors. The thing is, if you're the Bears, you can't force that pick at nine. I think you either you stay there and whoever's the best player at that point in time, yeah, you do it. I agree. And then if that's the case, and you, let's say we did pick Caleb Williams and you're trading Justin for a second rounder or a late first, just based on what Adam Schefter said, I think you're in a position there that you could potentially take a wide receiver. Um, but but really, at nine, though, the, the Bears will be in a good position to take the best player available. I mean, yeah. they don't have any gaping holes that you need to, as you say, force a on. They will have the quarterback at that stage. So then you would think that at number nine, whoever kind of falls away, you know, we can do it a bit of help in a few different positions, but we're not desperate in, in many positions. So they, they mm-hmm. literally could just go best player available and, and, Potentially, that could be someone that will come in and, and strengthen a position group. Anyway, two things yeah. on that. Brock, Brock Bowers is a sensational tight end. Right, mm-hmm. he is a sensational tight end. That would be right? some and tight sec- end room then. Sec- second of all, Shane Waldron uses a lot of tight end moves. You see what they did at, at Seattle. He is someone that likes his tight ends. So I would not be crying if we got ended up with Brock Bowers. I know people are terrified of oh t- you don't take tight ends in the top ten and la la la. Personally, I would love if Brock Bowers became a Chicago Bear, that would be very nice to me because Kieran's point is really, really well made. If you're high in the second round, there's some really quality uh wide receivers that aren't that aren't the first three lads. 
there is some real quality down there. The edge rusher side of things, I'd love Latu, and I think Latu might fall because of his medicals. Um, mm-hmm. I would love Latu. If we ended up with getting that, let's say, the Pittsburgh 20 pick, for argument's sake, I think Latu might still be there. And any of the conversation with Latu on the center, who I'm not even going to try to pronounce his triple barrel name. Jackson, Jackson um, Paris. Thank you. Uh, then you have a conversation around around getting someone like that. Like, if you if we came out of the first day of the draft with uh, Caleb Williams, with Brock Bowers, and with um, Latu, or Brock Bowers and Jackson Powers, what a fantastic day that is! Like, genuinely, like that. That what would <clears throat> what would be fun is um, I've just seen it in in recent kind of weeks, and I'll go off just one that I had to say from Pro Football Focus where they did a, a top 10 mock draft. They had the Bears getting Kata Williams and Malik Neighbors at one at one and nine. And if you did trade Justin Fields and you were able to get Powers Johnson or Jackson Powers Johnson, like that's that's where you get three legitimate starters on your offense, even if it is Brock Bowers, because I know people will say about the whole tight end situation, but like, He's different. It's not just like getting another tight end. He's a guy that can help score points for you. <clears throat> and really, that's all I care about. We need to improve the amount of points per game this team is going to get. And if you don't get that top wide receiver, what I want to see them do is kind of like what we've seen Houston do, what we saw the Packers do, what we saw the chart or sorry, the Rams do. You pick receivers that fit your system that they're going to be able to excel in that system. Get someone, like, for example, when you look at Tank Dell, the reason they went in is the speed, the separation, and the, <clears throat> and the hands. Like, you need to be able to do that. And that's what's going to make this really interesting. And that's where I'm like, okay, this is scenario one, where Caleb Williams is your pick. There's still a way to improve that offense, right? So this is a scenario that we're talking through where, you can see this offense get better and you're hoping that you're building around a rookie and you're adding guys that are going to be able to support said rookie. So now let's take scenario two. And this is the one that a lot of Bears fans don't want to think of, um, but is a genuine one. And I think this one is where there'll be more arguments if it happened just based on what do the Bears do. Let's say they do what Schefter said in terms of Washington wanted to move up and they gave two first round picks. You got your second round pick back. You got another pick back as well. And let's say they gave two, let's say if it was like two first and two seconds, right. And essentially meaning that you got Montez sweat for nothing. Um, What do you do it to then? If you did move down and let's say you got that, the extra first round picks, got the extra second round picks, but you've moved from one to two. So now the question is, how do you view Drake May and Jaden Daniels over Justin Fields? And do you go and get the best wide receiver in the draft in Marvin Harrison Jr.? Or do you go and take one of those guys in Jaden Daniels or Drake May? So in this scenario too, so for anybody that has just tuned in, we've already spoken about scenario one where the Bears pick Caleb Williams. In scenario two, it's where the Bears trade down with Washington. So I'm going to go to each of you to say the first main question is, what do you do? Do you pick one of the quarterbacks, Drake Mayer, Jaden Daniels, and who? And if not, do you go the other route where you're just building around Justin Fields? So, and I'm going to go to you first. If that scenario comes up, 
what are you doing or what do you, are you hoping the Bears do? Um, at that stage, you take the best player in a draft and the best player in a draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. Right? That's that's what I would do straight away. I must be robbing my homework here looking at me now. That's the straight in influence that I would love to do. And then you, you sit there at nine um, and you then go and get your edge rusher. You go and get your maybe even have a scenario where the the um what's it called the uh left tackle becomes available at that stage then everything starts panicking because people start trying to see if they can get above because arizona aren't going to take a quarterback la 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 so they just panic and there's raiders are putting in 400 million dollars to try and get somebody in the door so you may end up having a situation where we have have marston harrison jr and fashion or marvin harrison jr and alt um, and now it goes back to what Lord Crimson said about the offensive line. You're building that offensive line and you're also putting a wide receiver room that becomes instantly, in my opinion, the best receiver room in the division. And that includes having Justin Jefferson at, at um, Vikings and all these young kids coming through at Green Bay. Um, that, that's, a, that's a really, really good scenario. Um, not for some people, but it would be a very, very good scenario for the Chicago Bears. It's a win for the Chicago Bears if that happened. Yeah, I, th- I think Ant is spot on. I mean, for me, I think that's that's just the right move for the Bears. That I wanted to do was for to keep Justin Fields and to to maybe bring in Marvin Harrison Jr. Because then, as Ant says, your wide receiver room is just it's 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 class then at that stage. So nothing changes for me in terms of what I would have done with Caleb Williams. I'm still looking at offense and I'm still looking to make sure that the sort of young quarterback that we've had for a couple of years, who is still developing, who has more potential to him making sure he has the tools he needs. I know we have some things that need to be done on defense, but I still trust this defense is good enough that they can get players later on in the draft to improve. It's They still showed a lot in the second half of last year, and I'm still concentrating on the offensive line and weapons for whatever quarterback is under center. So, yeah, what Ant said there, I'm going Marvin Harrison Jr. No, I'm keeping Justin Fields. Honestly, what would you do? What I would hope that... Uh... I agree in terms of try, I'd be targeting Marvin Harrison Jr. if you're trading down. But what I would hope that Ryan Poles would do is that he would spook the New England Patriots that somebody is coming up to get Drake May or Jaden Daniels and you trade down again. And even if it's just at three or four and you're able to still get a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. but you've actually traded back and you come out of round one with like three or four extra first round picks. Like this is... I'm, Look, I think if that wasn't on the table, I agree with you guys. I'm like, I don't think I I'm a I think Justin Fields is better than what you're gonna see from a Jaden Daniels or a Drake May. And that's just my opinion. I can understand the whole Caden Williams situation. Um but I can think I trust, that can I throw a spanner in? Sorry for interrupting mm-hmm. you. Can I throw a spanner in? I and I've said this a while now. I genuinely believe that Matty Eberflus will love Drake May. I think Matt Eberflus will think that this is the guy and he will try and talk Poles into taking Drake May at one. Just, just gonna, it's just my opinion. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one thing about Matt Eberflus. I don't need his opinion on offense. <laughs> like that's the, the, coach, that's the Yeah, the I know. Coach. I know. Look, I I I get that. And I can you can envision a situation where the Bears could go through looking at these quarterbacks and they could say, you know what? We have Drake May and we have Caleb Williams neck and neck. And by trading down one pick, we can get an extra two first round picks, two second round picks 
and maybe let's just say they're offering a player and we can still get a guy that we have them at the same level and it probably makes more sense for us moving forward. I can see that happening. I just think that if you're deciding to trade back, maybe I feel like the rationale is you believe in Justin Fields and you want to build around him. Because I just think if you're taking a quarterback at number one and you're picking the best guy in the draft, okay, I think that's where you, it can be understandable. I think it's a risk if you trade down and you go for the quote-unquote kind of second guy that's in the draft because then if that doesn't work out, you're kind of in trouble. At least if you picked, let's say they picked Drake May at one, you're basically showing people that, look, this is the guy we wanted all along. That's where this – it's a tricky situation. I I personally believe if they trade down to two, they'll just pick Marvin Harrison Jr. because mm-hmm. I think you you move down with the knowledge that you still want to get the best guy in the draft. And I think after <laughs> when you Caleb Williams is the best quarterback in the draft, right? I think the best player overall in the draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. So like those are the two things here. If we weren't talking about let's say Fields put up the three or four thousand yards and we're confident in them i'd be like trade down to number two right now get marvin harrison jr and let's just move but it's not as easy as that because unfortunately whether it's the bears putting fields in the wrong situation or fields not being as productive as we want him to be this conversation comes up but i think what makes this fun is that look we've all spoken about if they move down to get marvin harrison jr well then the question is what do you do at nine? Is it that you go and get, like you were saying, that edge rusher? Or do you go and get the potential of getting Brock Bowers in as well? Or do you get a, a left tackle? I, I see, I can't remember which analyst said this. Um, one of them, I think it was one of the guys on ESPN, that with the number nine, they take a left tackle and replace Braxton Jones. Um, let's say in either situation whether they picked Caleb Williams at one or whether they moved down to two let's say you got to nine and one of those receivers was available and one of those left tackles was available where do you think the Bears go at that situation because we know it's very difficult to get a starting left tackle later on in the draft it's a little bit easier to get a number two or a number three wide receiver which in reality to begin with that's what you're getting here because DJ Moore is your number one what would you want the Bears to do in that situation? So is this if you've already taken Marvin Harrison Jr. at number two, is it? Either one. Whether it's Marvin oh, Harrison Jr. Marvin or Caleb Williams. You don't need another wide receiver anyway. Because yeah. you can, as you say, this is a good class wide receivers. And let's you'll say get a number a three later on. Sorry? Let's say, they, let's say they pick a quarterback. Whether it's one or two. And okay. Let's just say, I don't care. Let's say Neighbors is available and both of the left tackles are available at nine. And you're making the pick. What are you doing? I think, you know what, I think I may go with the left tackle because, as you say, there's other options at wide receiver later on in this draft. And if you can solidify that line, you know, DJ Moore is what he is. He's class. You know, you can depend on him. And you could probably get a good wide receiver later on, maybe in the mm-hmm. second round if you they trade into the second. Whereas that left tackle, you know, he's a, he could be a cornerstone. You'll have both your young tackles there for the next 10 years. If you worked out and Braxton Jones could still be a really good swing tackle. We know how often, you know, offensive linemen get injured. He's going to play, you know, but if you can get those two cornerstones on either side 
top rated players who could be there for 10, 12 years. I think they'll do that. And you'll find a receiver later on who can do a job for you. No, it's Rob, my homework now. Um, if you're yeah, going to do it, I'm going to do totally, it. <laughs> totally agree. I think that's the move. Um, I, I, I really love some of the edges. I really love Dallas Turner. I really love Latu. I've said Latu's name twice already. I really love what I'm seeing from him. But I think I think at that stage, if you've taken that one, then you're looking at nine. If the if 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 you've taken the quarterback and you're looking at nine, and it's a choice between Alt and Oh, see, Roma, Roma does he is such a good player, man. Um, it, it's it's not. It, I think nine might be as difficult to call as one, if mm-hmm. that if that came to that point. Um, but my instinct would be what we've never done is built the trenches out and built that kind well, of. Look what they tried to on over years with their with their top round picks and and the offensive line, and it, it pays you down the road. You know, they, they exactly. built it, and they built it, but there they are now, and look what they've got. And that's exactly what the, the team I was thinking of, and um, because. They, that would be a that would be a perfect example. I'll be honest. I think if whether they pick at one or whether they move down, I don't think Ryan Pulse wants to pick at nine. I agree with you. I I, yeah, I think he wa- like, yeah, I think he would want to move goes, down. Yeah. And his best situation is that it goes quarterback, 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 and it pushes somebody else up. And we see it every single year that maybe it's like some ridiculousness where somebody moves up for like a JJ McCarthy or someone wants Michael Penix or whatever. I don't think that's the case. Um, Realistically, if the Bears take a quarterback, you actually want Jaden Daniels or Drake May to start falling because you want a team to move up. But I don't know if that's going to happen. But I think if we were, if we gave Ryan Poles the truth serum and he picked a quarterback with his first pick, and then he's at nine. I bet you he would want to move down. I think we're I think all he... fairly certain he's going to end up with a second round pick at some point, aren't we? Or at some point, just me. So I, I could, think, could yeah. that number nine contribute toward getting a second round pick? I, I think he ends up getting two. I really do. I think he ends up getting two, where he ends up getting something from Justin. Um, if that's where he, if he's gone with Caleb at one or whoever at one, I think he gets that. Then if he then keeps Justin and he's he's traded back, he may get two there. And I think that's then when he moves out of nine. And and the ultimate one for me is moving out of nine. You're looking at someone like the Raiders. Uh, if Jalen Daniels had fallen, if Jalen Daniels hasn't fallen, I still think they want to look like they're going to the top ten for their for new guys. The one to watch, I think, is going to be hilarious is Denver because they have nothing. Mm. They have no collateral, yeah. really, right? And Sean Payton has basically said we need a quarterback, and they've thrown Wilson out the window. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I guarantee you they give the house in 2025 or wherever it is to try and get uh, into that top 10 to try and have a hope of somebody. It's going to be really interesting ahead. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's an interesting one, right? Because I think everybody's, you can ask every single fan for the Bears and look, I think everyone's going to have Caleb at number one until we hear of any sort of trade and everyone's going to put a wide receiver down at nine, but I don't think it's that obvious. Like, it's a fun thing to do to match a wide receiver with kind of a quarterback. But one of the strengths of the draft this year is that wide receiver. And I th- I think Ryan Pauls, that's something that he will look at now. Look, obviously, if, if he views like neighbors as a top five pick and suddenly he's there at nine, he'll probably take him. Same thing for one of these left tackles. Like at the end of the day, if you think that one of those guys is your, uh, 
franchise level left tackle you kind of have to take him and that's where it is my biggest concern with one of the things that you mentioned Ant, in terms of late too i love him as a pass rusher i worry when a guy has retired once before and i think that's i think that's gonna i know he didn't have an injury i know he's full-on going into the draft and stuff like that but in terms of being a top level pick here he has a top level talent but these gms are going to look at it as how long are we going to get out of him are we going to get one year and then suddenly he's gone again are we going to get two years and he's gone and that's the biggest thing and he can tell them all he likes but you know the saying is once you've retired once you say you've retired you're retired and that's the worry i think people will have i i'm not a massive fan in terms of a top 10 guy going at edge there's none that kind of would make me like really giddy that if it got like there's a couple of guys that are there that i'd be like oh cool that's like it'd be good across from montez sweat but no one where i'd be like this could be a dominant dead rusher for a long period of time and that's where i just think there's better players on the offensive side of the football there's a couple of three techs i like that could potentially Maybe. be at that point yeah um there's one or two corners which I know we don't need, but still that are at that level. But imagine, I, imagine, I just... the melt, imagine the meltdown if we went with a corner <laughs> at nine. Honestly, if if Poles wanted to wanted to troll the the whole fan base, right? He'd take I don't know. He'd trade down and take Daniels at three, right? And then he'd take a corner at nine. That would that would probably send people into and then trade Justin to like the Vikings or something that would send people into orbit. It would be quite entertaining in a weird, but yeah, strange, the, bad way. But I, I do actually think, and I know a lot of people aren't talking about this enough. I do think there's a genuine chance that they could go quarterback at one and left tackle at nine and basically just be like, okay, Darnell, <laughs> Darnell, right. And this new guy is a left tackle. And even if you didn't want to put the guy straight away at left tackle and you put him in on the inside with the, in, with the intention of doing it or maybe like you have to look at how they view Braxton Jones. Like maybe they see him as their franchise or their franchise left tackle and they want to go wide receiver or a different position. But the good thing is they have options. And this kind of rounds our whole conversation today back to the beginning. It's not a bad situation for the Chicago bears to be in, even though people seem to be freaking out over it. People are arguing, they're doing all this sort of stuff, but, the Bears are in a situation here where, one, they're going to either be able to build around the quarterback they have or replace the quarterback because of one trade they made last year. Because if they're at nine, they weren't getting a quarterback, and you'd be hoping one of these wide receivers falls or maybe you go left tackle. But because they made an astute tra- trade last year, they're in a position to bring their franchise forward, whether it is building around the guy they currently have or selecting someone new and trying to build around him because you're going to get another pick for Justin Fields. You're going to get, or you have another top 10 pick. And that's what I think is really interesting here. Before kind of we finish off here today, one thing that I forgot, but kind of pissed me off is the certain people that have, that have been very negative towards Justin Fields. And I saw a couple of them saying after the Adam Schefter, one came out, they're like, oh, it's bullshit. They're not going to get more than like a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick for Justin Fields. And I'm just like, it pisses me off that it's become so toxic that 
even when a genuine reporter is out there saying they're going to get at least the second for him, that's suddenly because you think you know better because you don't like the current quarterback that you're kind of, I, I don't know. It's, it's one of those things we spoke about it, but every time I go back to it, like, like you mentioned it, and it makes, this should be a full off season where the bears are in a great position to improve their team. But all this constant arguing and fighting makes it not fun and makes it where it's, it's kind of gets you annoyed about it. And that's why having talking about it today has actually been the best conversation that we've had on, on this before, because we've just kind of openly said what we think the bears are going to do. The two scenarios that can take place. And honestly, whether the bears go with scenario a or scenario B, I don't actually care because they're both making this team better. And the expectation, regardless of if you go for scenario a, or scenario B for me is you got to make the playoffs or you got to be at least in contention for it. Doesn't matter if you stick with Justin, you got to make it. If you go with Caleb, you still got to make the playoffs for me. There's a cool story as well. I, I I picked it up around a week ago. If we suddenly went with Caleb Williams at one and we got a fashion new at nine, they both went to the same high school. How cool is that? You. Right? Yeah. Like that is that's a pretty cool story that you suddenly got two top ten picks, left tackle and quarterback that went to the same high school and played the same same high school team. That's kind of cool if I'm being saying that. Yeah, Kieran, I totally agree with you. Um, and the worst part is people were saying, Oh, it'll be over with the draft. No, it won't. Uh, there'll be people posting Justin Fields videos. There'll be Justin does a run from miles out. And they'll be, they'll be going into the season the praying the player does bad just because yeah. they want to be proved right. Yeah, and both sides of the conversation. Oh, yeah, that does, that's what I mean. Yeah. Either side. Yeah, yeah. They'll be looking yeah. for their they'll be looking for their opinion on it to be justified one way or the other. Like, and, and it's, it's as it's Kieran like, said, why? Why can't can Bears fans have we gone through such a tough time that when we actually have a great scenario in front of us? They have no idea how to handle it. Like maybe they're so afraid the Bears are going to screw it up, they're just losing their minds. I, I don't know, but I mean, this should be. I know we said it last year, but this really this year should be one of the the greatest off seasons for the Bears in, in living memory. Anyway, in the last God knows how many years, you said it, Kieran. They have so many options. Like, and no matter which way they go, or even if it's an option we haven't discussed here tonight, who knows what way they look at the quarterbacks or whoever. But I mean, Jesus, just enjoy it. You know, this team could look really good in a few months. You know, could yeah. have some really exciting players there that could do something for this team and just just enjoy it. Like, what else? <laughs> like, at the end of the day, right, regardless, whoever is the quarterback for the Bears when it goes to this new season is the person that the majority of people, uh, when we descend on Tottenham Hotspur Stadium next, next season – That'll be on the back of the jerseys. You'll see either Justin Fields, Caleb Williams. And once those games start, it doesn't fucking matter because the people that have been criticizing Justin Fields, even during the season, it was very funny to see when they were playing games and he was playing well. The criticism from those people went away until about two hours after the game. And again, that's where... I wish people would just stop with trying to be right and instead of just actually enjoy kind of the team and enjoy that you're actually able to improve it this offseason one way or another. Okay, you might have a disagreement with what the GM does, but who cares? I'm like, I'm a fan of Justin Fields. If they end up picking Kato Williams, so be it. I'll, I'll wish Justin Fields well and wherever he goes, but then the support goes to the current quarterback of the Chicago Bears. 
I think people need to realize that, that whether they decide to keep Justin, whether they decide to trade the pick and take Drake May, whether they decide to just stay at one, take Caleb Williams, that's the guy that all Bears fans should be rallying around because that's the guy that's going to determine the success of your football team. And that's all that's going to matter. And that's where I think people need to stop. And it's not going to stop, right? Like no, you said, and the draft is going to happen. And then suddenly if Justin gets traded, people are going to freak out. And then if they take Caleb Williams, other people are going to get are going to freak out. If they keep Justin, people are going to freak out. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Whoever is the quarterback of the team is the person that you should be rallying behind because he's going to be the one to determine whether you do make the playoffs. And that's where we all want to be. We want yep. this team to be successful. And people need to stop thinking of, oh, it's just about so Caleb Williams, Drake May, Justin Fields. No, you need to kind of support the guys that are there. And right now, the reason why I won't say a bad word about Justin Fields right now is because he is the quarterback right now. And until the Bears make a move, he is still the quarterback. So I don't understand this kind of toxic negativity that goes with him. And it just seems like it, it's a tough one. And you kind of put it best. This is an offseason people should be excited about, overjoyed with. But instead, it's kind of being masked by a certain subset of the fan base that just want the division. And we've seen it over the last couple of years. And look, it's why we enjoy doing the show. So we can actually talk about the different situations, whether you're a fan of one or the other, it's still, it's good to be able to talk about a normal situation rather than just people freaking out the whole time. I love this. You don't understand toxic negativity along if you being a Bears fan. Yeah, I, God, I, think I think that's the whole point. I think it's PTSD. I think Bears fans have PTSD, and we we just don't understand anything else outside of that. Before we go, because I know we're going to be jumping off the show, we got this a game at the weekend. There is a final coming out out of somewhere. Um, I think it's Vegas. I think they're playing. Well, I see, Ireland oh, versus oh. Italy. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Answer playing Scotland in the Six Nations. Um, no, what's our thoughts on the Super Bowl before we go? No, we'll go to you first. What's your, what's your who you actually? I rephrase that. Who do you want to win? And then what do you need to score a little bit? Don't care who wins, uh, but I think the Chiefs will win. I know you look at the 49ers and they have some weapons there, and Porty, you know, he's done a great job, but he's as he's come in there and you know, drove that team forward, but when you look at Mahomes there and, and Andy Reid, there's just something about those two together that they just seem to know how to do it when it needs to be done. Uh, Score-wise, oh, I don't know. I'll go 31-24 to the Chiefs. Okay. Kieran? I think my prediction is they're going to show Taylor Swift 25 times on the television. People are going to lose their shit over it. <laughs> And then the Chiefs are going to win 22-13 for all the Swifties out there. <laughs> I, I actually really want the Fourth Niners to win, right? And that's because Kittle, I'd love to him to get a get a medal. And the Fourth Niners keep on beating the Green Bay Packers. They keep on making our lives that much more safe from having to deal with that. So for that reason, I'd like them to win. Um, also some parts of the Chiefs and I mean it's the fact that they win all the time it just begins to annoy you after a while however do I who's, who do I think is going to win I think it's going to be a cracker it's going to be a really really yeah, good so game um, and I think it, it may come down to the to the fact that the San Francisco 49ers quarterback I don't really think is that good um, and as such I think that the 
it might be a comeback win for the Chiefs. Uh, it's 31, Mahomes, man. You know this is happening. 31-29. Yeah, Mahomes has lost Super Bowls as well, though. He has, it's not like he's won every single one of them. But yeah, um, and this is a good this is a good 49ers team. Say what you want. This isn't the worst 49ers team in the world. As for Taylor Swift, don't care. Fair play to her. Go and enjoy your being with your partner. Delighted she can she can make there. And that's that's what she is. She's there with her partner watching the game. Fair play to her. In the same way of every other player's partner. Absolutely not. I do, I do love how it like people get so pissed off over her getting shown on the TV like once. Like that's I just like the absolute like chaos that people go through when honestly, as I when I was watching the class, I couldn't give a fuck. Like when they sh- they showed it, and it was just very funny. I thought, but she's uh, made the she's made the Kansas City Chiefs three hundred and thirty one million. Fair play, three hundred and thirty one million for being on TV twenty five seconds for just following her boyfriend around place, which is cool. I'm, I'm delighted. That's no problem. Sure, they've even predicted millions more are going to watch it this year. Of Taylor Swift fans are watching it. <laughs> Brilliant for the NFL. This is like 14 million or something in the UK, and there'll be a large chunk of them being Taylor Swift fans. That's what they're predicting. I don't know how they work it out, but they've they've said they've worked it out. Who can we get Kata Williams today to do that? Oh, I like it, Kira. That's thinking ahead. I like that. Yeah, that's all on its own. Who would, who would, who should like Cole Kames go after? If he ever hires an agent, that should be his first job. Never mind starting out contracts. You go out there and you get a celebrity girlfriend to get out of that camera. Like, who would be up there with a Taylor Swift level of of partner? That's a tough, tough call to make. It's the one that we should Mm. do a poll on, I suppose, find it somewhere to see. Get a bit of input. That's a big question, Ant. I wouldn't. I'm too old for this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it would be. It would be very, very funny to see how it goes. Look, I just love the fact that it boils piss. That's basically. That's basically yeah. But look, guys, we really appreciate all the comments that have come in today. Obviously, this is going to be a conversation that will continue until the draft. But like, there'll be little kind of segments of other information um <laughs> that, that kind of come up. <laughs> Sorry, um, but yeah, George is on fire. Yeah, very, very good. But yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's we're gonna come back to this conversation. We're gonna continue having it, but hopefully, we'll get more tidbits of information as we get closer to the combine. We'll kind of know what's gonna um, happen here, guys. Stop putting that up on this on the screen. Um, but yeah, look, we appreciate all you guys joining us. Until next time, right up. Yeah. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. All right, let's go.